Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer. What's going on, everybody? Let me know if it sounds good, bad, otherwise. What's up, guys? Cam out. Here we go. Y'all sing. This highway does not know my name, and I don't care. Sure don't care. Do not care. Here we go, right here. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Low. The lowest of the low budget. Live. What's up, you low life and son of a guns? You're actually here with me. Let's do the damn thing. How are you? I'm saying, y'all, y'all, uh, oh, yeah, you can wait on Darian. I see that coming in from, from Big Lance right there. He says, what's up, Luke? Was watching Darian, but that can wait. What's going on, guys? I, I am proud to be here with you. 55,000 already watching on LBL, and I'm scrolling back up through the comments. What's up, everybody? I'm seeing San Diego, Bruce Smith. What's up? I'm seeing David Phil saying, what's up? Little O-B, O-L-O-B. The low lifers are in the house. And I appreciate each and every one of you for being here. What's up, Elijah? What's up, Larry Corley? You did make it on time. Cranking. Cowley. What's up, guys? Already more viewers in a, in a minute than stupid. What's up, Bailey? Than stupid, Darren. Yeah, 64,000. 64,000. Thank y'all for being here. Um, I am I am pretty pumped tonight. We're uh, So about 8.30, we've got a special... Call in guest that uh, uh, that is kind of a long time in the making for me on the show. The guys from the National Professional Fishing League. It's a long name. It's a long name, but it's a new tournament organization. They're trying to get the dang thing going, and they've reached out to me several times, and we've tried to uh, line it up. We haven't been able to do that yet, and uh, Al McCullough, that is the owner reached out to me this week said hey man i'd like to get on and as we get closer 
to 2021, which is when they say they're launching their uh, their deal. Um, I got some questions. I got some questions for him. So we got Paul Benson coming on at 8.30 p.m. So if you got some questions for the National Professional Fishing League, not Major League Fishing, not Bassmaster, not FLW, the new kid on the block trying to uh, trying to do uh, do some tournaments next year. Um, we will uh, – they're coming on. I think they may be making some angler announcements. I don't know. But, but they reached out. They've reached out a few times, and uh, I want to uh, – one have them on, so we're going to ask them some questions. And I and I've got and you guys can pop up in the comments. I don't know if the timing is right right now for another tournament trail. You know, we'll see and uh, see how it goes. You know, but uh, going to have those guys on at eight thirty. So we got a little got a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the questions right here because I already got one. Said so listen to LBL fishing. Not sure if I'm going to catch them all or get skunked. You might get skunked if you have a week like I had this week. Damn, them fish beat up on me this week. Now, what's going down with them? Nick Box says, what's up with the Kool-Aid man behind me? I, I've told the story on LBL before, but I'll tell it again just because I love it. The Kool-Aid man, I was, believe it or not, uh, back in November, I was leaving my grandfather's funeral in a funeral procession, and we went by a dang pawn shop, right? Only, only in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. But we go by the pawn shop, leaving the funeral home, and this beautiful creature right back here, Oh, Kool-Aid man is it was sitting on the on the dang corner of the street and I had a fit. I was like, I gotta have that. I told the triple threat, gotta have that. Gotta have that. Well, I went back a couple weeks later to buy it and it was gone. It was gone. And I was so bummed out, man. And I looked on eBay because I wanted I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I drank Kool-Aid like everybody as a kid. And uh the dang thing stands like three feet tall. I don't know how well y'all can see it back there, but um but I loved it. And my dad, Marty D, on Christmas, uh, wrapped the thing up in a big cardboard box and gave it to me. So he had heard me talk about it, went and bought it. Really cool. So it's real special. The Kool-Aid Man will ever – it's actually like some kind of store display, but that's the deal with the Kool-Aid Man behind me. Uh, I feel like I have to, to throw that out there. The, the Low Budget Live Bar and Grill here, where we're doing Low Budget Live from uh, – is not decorated that great yet. We're getting a few. I got a few odds and ends that you can't see on the camera, but um, but but we're rocking and rolling. We're getting it going. We got Rider Man's drum kit over here, which I cannot play. I've got my electric guitars set up over here in the corner. You can't see them, and uh, we have a good time up here in the LBL Bar and Grill. What's up, Barry Price? You got to shake the Startron. Jacob, you missed that in the very beginning. You always got to shake your Startron. And big thanks to Startron for bringing y'all low budget life. Going into the second, let's see. Yeah, second year. Uh, damn, are we almost to three years? I don't know. I've got to, I've got to, uh, we, we, I got to uh, check, check into that. I don't know when we started doing this. The Forestwood Cup, in, I guess it was 18 that we did it. No, it was 17. It was your Jacob, uh, Jacob, Justin Atkins, my little buddy Justin once. Dang, it's almost three years of Low Budget Live. Holy crap. We're hitting some milestones. So thanks to StarTron. Those guys have been with us, and they support this, and they make all of this possible. I will, I will, uh, I will assure you of that. What is up with the uh, – what's up, all you lowlifers? 81,000 right here. Caleb Morgan coming in. What's up with the LBL hat, and, and am I doing apparel? So – this is going to make me feel bad. And if you're on here, sir, I have absolutely lost your name and contact from the classics. So I had a very nice 
man and his sons, and it, it has slipped my mind, but they had these hats made for the Low Budget Live Live at the Classic and brought me this hat. They wore them all night. It was awesome. And I'm thinking about I'm thinking about having some made up, but it's LBL Low Lifer right there. You can see it. And I'm just keeping it on the bar now, man. I try to keep anything. It's like the butterfly that Brandon Polnick sent me after my mom passed. I like to keep keep stuff up here, you know? Um, just really cool. So y'all hit me up. You want some uh you want some LBO gear? We'll get some made. We ha- I'm I'm working on some shirt designs and some different things, but uh yeah, some very, very kind people brought me that to the classic and and that's why it sits there just like uh my man justin lear got me the tennessee uh state made out of uh tobacco steaks it's hanging over here on the wall brought that to me at the classic and uh all that kind of stuff special very special to me what's going on when are you going to do a video of the new lbl bar? i need to do that i do need to do a video of the bar and grill i'm waiting till i get it a little more situated so when when all this corona craziness happened, I was kind of so on the other side of this, it's it's split into two. And Harper, Triple Threat's daughter, who y'all have seen on the podcast many times, um, she has an apartment on the other side of this, and everything was kind of going good. And then corona hit, and she had to come home from college, so she had to move out of her dorm. So we got crap everywhere in here. So I'll do a video when we kind of get straightened up. She goes back to school in a month or so. And uh, and we'll we'll get a we'll get a video tour of this place. Uh, I'm very proud of it. It's it's awesome. Uh, it's an awesome spot to get to do this. Um, hey Luke, how about getting Ryan Salzman on one of the shows? I would love to. Uh, I like Ryan. I'm a Ryan Salzman fan. Good dude. Great fisherman. Um, let's see here. Going through these comments. Did I get Goose calmed down? Goose is my 125 pound white lab. No, Goose is never calmed down, sir. Brad, Goose is uh, Goose is never calmed down. So we got fishing back, guys. We got fishing back. I know the world is crazy. I addressed that last week with everything uh, going on. It is it is very intense right now. It is absolutely uh, mind blowing, really, what's going on in the country in a lot of places. And it's just we we need we need things to settle down between the corona and and all of the um, all of the rioting and and different things. It's just man, it's such an odd time. But for us in our little corner of the world and 101,000 of us watching right now, hanging out with me at the Low Budget Live Bar and Grill, fishing is back. And we got a little taste of it last week with the, uh, two weeks ago with the Toyota series down on Pickwick. And then we got uh, a little, another little nugget this week. We got a Toyota series down at Ufala, which was more of a local tournament with the exception of my boy, Brian New, but it was kind of a, a, a local deal and they, they, they call some biggins down there though, but they only had 87 boats. Uh, wasn't a big field, so you didn't have those big names like you did at Pickwick. Obviously, those guys were down at uh, um, Toho getting ready for the MLF. But but man, uh, I hope I'm saying his name right. But shout out to Joshua Schreisner on winning that thing, and he is apparently like the Ufala freaking goat right now. There were several of those guys in that. Scott Montgomery, Ryan Ingram is old school Ufala. Uh, my boy Michael Smith smashed 25 pounds a day the first two days and then looked like he just kind of ran out of some fish. But uh, craziness, man, down there at Ufala, which is if it's any indicator of what we got going into this 
first Elite Series back this week, which starts on Wednesday, the Bassmaster Elite down there. I think it's going to be uh, be some big weights because I think it'll I think it'll only improve. You know, the fishing will probably get a lot better as those fish get out there, even more on those ledges and in those brush piles. I think that'll be uh, be pretty dang awesome. So that was a cool tournament to keep up with this week. I had had some friends in that, so it was fun to keep up with. But today we got, uh, and I'm seeing some comments here. Did you watch Zach Burge wreck them today? And I did, and I gotta say. Hats off to uh, to old Burge because I got to watch some of it today and he freaking smashed. What's up, Justin Lear? Yeah, he absolutely smashed today. It was really cool. If you didn't get to see it, and I was going to try to have him on, but I already had uh, Paul lined up for tonight from the NPFL. And so uh, hopefully Burge will win the tournament. We can have Burge on next week. But I actually was texting back and forth with Zach yesterday a little bit and so cool to see it was it was a uh, a unique deal a current deal way up this little creek in this backwater deal very 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 um very cool to watch and uh brent ayler dropped bombs like an eight six justin lucas called an eight three how would you like to catch an eight three and get beat by an eight <laughs> six when that can win you 25 grand that was kind of uh kind of a, a bummer i'm sure for justin but and then uh the coolest story today for me just because i'm an old school dude john murray uh, wrecked. He had like seven that weighed, or six that weighed like 27 or something. It was crazy, or 28, 29, whatever it was. And he caught two identical 713s off of the same spots, but they weren't the same fish because of the markings. Like he showed it, but he caught two that weighed 713. It was really cool. So I got to watch a little bit of it. You know, my thing is this. There's always something that I get disgruntled with with watching Bass Pro Tour, and today it wasn't anything to do with the fishing other than I do get tired of the anglers feeling like they're, like, defending it or whatever. They're like, only with Major League Fishing, baby. And those kind of comments drive me nuts. During, like went to Dean Rojas one time, and he's like, can't believe I'm fishing for this kind of money. Only with MLF. And it is a cool event. I'll give them that. It is a cool event. But I, I just get tired of that, like, propaganda the whole time right um but it is what it is uh but the thing that got me today was cliff pace broke down momentarily and he does not run a bpt sponsor motor and whether this was consciously or subconsciously i don't i I don't know on their part but it is no secret that yamaha's pulled out a lot uh they don't sponsor as many guys that fish over there anymore and those kind of things and the second he had engine trouble, they just put a camera on him in his boat, like with his cow off, messing with the, the Yamaha, and it ended up not even being the motor. It was a throttle cable issue. And it, it just, I just thought that was kind of like, you know, you don't show that. Because if it was Mercury, they probably wouldn't have shown that. I don't think, in my opinion, that's just kind of like, we all know mechanical issues happen, but you don't want to just broadcast it out there. Not when you're paying a guy to fish and, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't dig that as much. And I know some other folks didn't, didn't appreciate that mainly, uh, Yamaha, I'm sure. Um, but like I said, whether that was on purpose or inadvertent, I just, and they went back to it a couple of times. I don't know. Uh, Cliff wasn't, I think maybe he was leading big bass at the time when it happened, but I don't know. There's just always something that just kind of sours it for me, but, um, it's it's definitely uh, uh, an interesting tournament. It was tough today, other than than Burge, 
just absolutely crushing. Um, I mean, absolutely crushing. But other than that, it was kind of tough. You got thrifty sneaking up there. It's gonna be uh, gonna be an interesting uh, interesting week to say the least. All right, Kenny Watek coming in. Who is my pick for the Elite Series next weekend? Man, this is a tough one. I made a Bassmaster Fantasy fishing uh, roster for you guys. Uh, Barry Price coming in with that too. Don't forget to make your fantasy team. I normally don't play fantasy fishing, and it's just because I forget. No other uh, no other reason. And my man Justin Lear sent me a message today and was like, hey, you should talk about fantasy fishing. So we can, we can jump into that before we get Paul on here. And I, I'm not, I won't claim to be an expert at it at all, but I would say, uh, what's up, Zachary Sharp from Knoxville? I will say that uh, you better you better get some boys, uh, them old boys from Alabama on your team down there. And I'm talking about, and I know that goes without saying, but you you got the the dang, uh, you got the dang, um, Sorry, I just got distracted by an amazing comment. Justin Lear, I've learned MLF is best watched like a Dick Vitale announced basketball game. Muted. <laughs> yeah, I did see a clip from a show this week where that Chad guy called Bob said, Bobby Lane having success with his topwater jig. And I thought that was funny. Uh, somebody shared that. So um, anyways, back to the fantasy fishing. You guys quit wrecking me in the comments. That's what you do. You get you know you get me off base. I got ADD. And and we we go off into left field. So Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing. Um yeah, so Kyle Welcher is popping up like crazy. I agree with you guys. That dude is apparently an absolute freaking uh fish catching son of a gun. And I, I think that he's a guy you gotta have in there. I've seen Drew Cook pop up. Drew is right down the dang road. He is a Seminole ace. Him and Drew Benton both better be people that you're watching this week. But I'm telling you right now, just from my personal experience down there, a guy like Canterbury is very, 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 very scary. Guys like Matt Heron are very, very scary down there. Guys like Clint Davis have a wealth of knowledge, and Clint almost won an FLW, barely lost an FLW to Thrift down there a few years ago this same time of year. So those guys are my, – my team is this. Let me see if I can pull it up here. I really don't even know how to do this, but hang on. Please hold, gang. So here's my team. I have Scott Canterbury, Drew Benton, Clint Davis, Chris Johnston, and Chris Zaldane. And and let me let me break those picks down for you on on why. Um so for me, Canterbury, just like I said, he is an Alabama freak of nature. You can't, you you just can't pick against him in Alabama, and he's just dude is freaking great, right? So then I got Drew Cook, who I've already said he's uh, actually take that back, Drew Benton. Sorry, Drew Benton, who is Panama City, but man, he's a Seminole guy, Chattahoochee River, the next lake down from Eufaula. He's got a lot of experience on Eufaula, and my thing with Benton is this: a lot of the deep stuff. We'll get a ton of attention. Benton is deadly in both places. So is Canterbury. And I think a guy this week in a four-day event versus a three-day, those fish just had their heads beat in by a lot of great locals, right, in that Toyota series, Costa, Everstart, whatever it was, Toyota series. 
So you may have to mix that shallow bite with a little deep, in my opinion. In my opinion. There were guys that caught them shallow that made the top 10 down there in that Toyota deal. So then I go on to Group C. I got Clint Davis. Clint is – I've fished with Clint. Um, he is great with his electronics. He is – really really good all around alabama he's really good on that lake but he's all almost almost won there um before like i said so he's he's really good with the worm offshore those brush piles so that's why i picked clint chris johnson i'm never gonna pick against either one of them boys but i'm just picking chris this week and sarah Corey. sorry Corey, still love you buddy but those two guys are just amazing with their electronics they're they're so freaking precise in finding fish and I and they work together and I think there's going to be a lot of graphing to find a lot of brush piles because obviously you can't get information you can't get waypoints and those two together are going to be a terror absolutely um going to be a terror okay so one of those two I'm picking Chris just because Corey I'm sorry uh we do need to do that Kenny Whitech suggesting be neat if we could do an LBL group we need to do that before the next event, remind me, we'll do that. And then last but not least, of course, I got Chris Saldane, and here's why. Same thing. Great with Humminbird 360, great with his graphs. Dude, he, he just gets it, man. And I feel like when it's those 12, 13 hours days graphing, that guy right there is always going to be in the mix. He can drop shot, maybe catch some of those, you know, finesse some of those fish that have seen everything under the sun this week and will continue to. So you got to watch a guy like that. Uh, Landon Tucker, you make a great point. He's saying Steve Kennedy will be hard to pick against. I had a hard time not putting him in this top five. Kennedy is a West Point Lake guy, which is the next lake up on the chain. He owns West Point Lake. Might as well him and his dad. Uh, so I, I, but there's, there's so many great fishermen and it's hard to, it's hard to pick. I see one coming in. You, you got, uh, you know, no G man. Look, I can't, that's a heart pick. You, you got to try to pick with, with your sense. You got to use your, your mind folks. You can't, you can't go. It's like, I don't always bet for the Tennessee Vols. You know, you just can't. You go with your heart, you get, you get beat. Now I think G will have a good tournament. He went down there and put some time in and, I just, when it comes to these kind of pure offshore terms, he's as good as anybody offshore. He's just like me, and I feel like he gets distracted by some bank grass, and he'll be up there swimming a jig too. So I, I think he'll be right there at the end of the week. Um, but I, I, I just, I didn't pick him. Sorry, G. Still, still love you. Still miss you. Uh, love you, miss you, buddy. What's up, Ron? Hope you're doing well, friend. Thank you for stopping in. Uh, Landon Tucker making another great point. How did Mega Clint Davis win the Ford Swift Cup? He won on deep brush piles. I actually fished with him as a co-angler. I was uh, co in 2015 on Lake Washtenaw where he won the cup uh, and drew him, and he was doing the same thing, fishing brush piles, and he absolutely blew my mind with some of the stuff he was doing that day, fishing deep brush piles. So, Clint, I I think Clint will do well this week. If if you pick those guys and you don't do good, just don't let me know about it, okay? (laughs) Oh, so there you go. Fantasy fishing. I, I think that's fun. This is the first time I've ever really messed with it. So thanks to Justin Lear for suggesting that. I know uh, some of you other guys have. Um, you also have to consider how many other players are picking a particular angler. The key is to find high level that aren't picked as free. You're, you're right about that. Yeah, so I'm, I am not good at the game yet. 
And I know Ronnie Moore does his podcast about this and all that. I, I just, I'm just talking from an angler standpoint. I don't know all the rules yet to this. Uh, so thank you for dropping that comment in there. I may get you all beat because I don't, I don't know. But I've got my team set. It is what it is. And, and, uh, and I picked 81 pounds and two ounces for the weight. So y'all remember that. 81.2, so a little over 20 a day. We'll see if that holds up for four days. I, I just think coming off of this tournament, the, if they get dumped on with rain from Tropical Storm Crystal Ball, whatever it is, which is ravishing the Gulf Coast right now, I don't know what that'll change because you follow is not far from that general area where that thing's going to come on shore. So I don't know if they're going to get a lot of rain. I haven't looked at the uh, forecast. It could change a lot of things. So I'm sticking with kind of 20 a day, 20-ish a day. For sure. Uh, saw somebody comment this, and, and I, I didn't realize this until today. Go back up here so I can give you credit. Forget where it was at. But on the top 10 round right there, Bailey, uh, on the top 10 round for, for BPT, the Bass Pro Tour, uh, they're going to a three-pound minimum, and I think that is going to be interesting, <laughs> to say the least, because there weren't a lot of three-pounders caught today. I mean, it's, it is Florida, and it is tough, 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 tough. You know, there's some guys down there, that some local guys that crush them this time of year, but, man, they really, really, really um, – are dialed, you know, and you got guys coming in from out of town. They only got two days practice. They got crappy weather. It's really hard to get that dialed in. They, you know, guys like Burgey really did a great job today. I'm anxious to see what they do tomorrow with a little bit different weather, different group of guys out there. And then it'll all kind of, you know, the picture will get a little clearer after uh, all these qualifying rounds are over with. But yeah, three pound minimum. And the biggest fish in that top 10 round wins 100 grand, and the winner of the tournament wins 100 grand. They're giving away a lot of money. A lot of money. Going to be some low weight tomorrow coming in from Doug Atkins. Doug, I wouldn't doubt it, man. I, it's, I wondered. This one was very interesting to me, and we talked about it with Ish, and we talked about it with Justin Atkins. We don't see a professional-level event in Florida in the summertime. We, we don't. And – it's not your typical kind of deal where they're going to be deep and you're going to be deep cranking and like you see on the Tennessee River and football jigging and current, you know, other than Burge, who found him a little current today. And let's see right here. Tomorrow will be interested on MLF with the local hammers. That's right. you got basically all the Florida dudes tomorrow, uh, Big Show and Chris and Bobby, those guys that uh, know that lake well. It's going to be I'm, – I'm anxious to see what they do on that lake in the summer. I think it'll be cool to see how that shakes out. But, yeah, it was it was pretty low weight overall, though, and I think like 11 pounds or whatever might be 20th. I don't know. I forget what it ended up being. But it was low. It was low. And, uh, you know, like Van Dam blasted a big one earlier. We had three for 17, which is awesome, but he only caught three all day long. Yeah, it was called heavy hitters can't be a deep fest. After all, these are the best anglers. No, I, I get that. I get. I totally get that. Um, yeah, it was uh, originally this was going to be a qualification deal, and then they voted to have everybody there. I think everybody gets a check. It's a it's a good event. I just wish they would have had more and not done the FLW tour thing. But uh, which the guys, you know, they pushed that a little bit today, talking about that. The commentators, 
It is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's it's called heavy hitters for a reason. And they're you know, here's the thing. I don't I don't get into the whole y'all know this. I'll say this again. I don't get into the whole dink fest thing. I just don't. Um I don't I don't get into that because those guys smash them. <laughs> they freaking catch them. Very, very, very much so everywhere they go. Uh, other than like a table rock, which and that is a dink fest, but that lake's full of little ones. They had a good day, looks like, but like you and several others, I can't stand the only in MLF stuff. Yeah, yeah, Kenny coming in with a great, con- you know, only in MLF they can't get all their free tournaments in. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the propaganda. I don't want to have to like. I never one time remember being on the FLW tour, have a camera around you or anybody and being like boom you know catch one and go only an flw does that happen i just don't remember that and you you know you get guys that say that kind of thing about the classic and things like that but it is that that kind of drives me crazy um it is what it is um you know and i and look i just don't like the fact that they got to defend it just go with it if you, if you love it and it's great just go with it um I was just glad to see fishing. I didn't care what brand it was. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I look, look, y'all know my history with the the big wigs there. Um, but hell, I, I enjoyed it. I watched it. It was uh, I actually set my butt by the swimming pool and watched a lot of it today and burned up in the heat. But it's um, it was it was fun. I like I like Zach Birds a lot. It was fun watching Zach and uh, rail on them and Jordan Lee caught them and it's. Uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. After this year, they're all going to want to be back at Bass coming in from Nicholas Bowen. There's a lot of them that want to come back right now. I have no doubt. I have no doubt about that. And I think that anybody that tells you any different is probably not telling you the truth. Now, some of these guys, you know, like I've said before, that aren't going to fish the FLW Super Tournaments. Eh, we'll see. You know, there's a reason they didn't. And I had a, uh, I had a guy... Fishes BPT on the phone with me this week that said that. He's like, well, you know why they're not fishing. They're just saying otherwise. Like, you know, that's why, you know. Uh, the classic is a classic. It can do that. It's the goat. Yes, it is the goat. The classic is the goat, and next year's classic is going to be a lot of dang fun. Many will want to, but won't be qualified to re-enter. Yeah, so that's, that's an interesting situation. Guys that want to get out of MLF, if, if there are, a few, and I think there are. You got two ways. You can either go back through the opens or you can take a legends exemption. And there are only a few of those that are eligible for that legends exemption. And I think you have to have been an AOY or a classic winner to get that. And, you know, there's not, those aren't a dime a dozen, right? So it's, it's going to be hard. There you go. Some may go to the National Professional Fishing League, and that's what we're going to ask when Mr. Paul calls us in two minutes. We're going we're gonna to pick his brain about that. We're going to pick his brain about that. Thank you all for hanging in here, 123,000. Kenny Wytek, can't wait for the Opens to start back up. That is the most interesting circuit at the moment, in my opinion, with the huge names trying to cut their teeth and get to bass. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that with, with uh, Scott Martin and Castledine and Upshaw and Hallman and – a lot of these guys that left and went over there, uh, you know, I think those tournaments are very interesting. <laughs> Nick Boggs, are you drinking super tea to prep for the super tournaments? You know what? It had to be mixed with vodka for me to want to be fishing them 206 boat super tournaments. 
Agree. Bass needs to do live on YouTube. You know, they're doing the Bassmaster Opens are going to be live, but just on their website. I do agree. They do need a YouTube angle. So if you're listening, folks at Bass, get your YouTube life right. Mark Randolph in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, the Mark Randolph, the official official, the OG official, the referee of all referees when it comes to fishing for Ultimate Match Fishing. And right now we got, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Mr. Paul Benson. What's up, Paul? What's happening, Luke? How are you? I'm good, buddy. I am very good. We, uh, we're joined by royalty right now in the comments. Um, Mark Randolph, the Mark Randolph, Ultimate Match Fishing, just dude that's going to blow the whistle and get you in trouble every time has joined us in the comments right before you called and I was kind of geeking out like a fanboy and then and then you called in Paul there you go there you go <laughs> well I, I want to thank you first and foremost for having us on to uh drop some new participants in the league thank you for your support thank you for what you do for the industry you know uh, yeah. keeping it Keeping it real nowadays is a tough thing to do, and you manage to do it well. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that, and I'm glad we could finally uh, get get up with each other to to get you guys on here. And I was talking a little bit about you guys, and and uh, in the beginning of the show, and uh, uh, turn Mark up. This is Paul, not Mark. Mark's in the comments, guys. I've got I've got him uh, about pegged there on the volume, guys. Y'all tell me if y'all can hear him. Can hardly hear him. They're telling me, hang on a second. Let me get you turned up here. I can hear you great, Paul. You sound like a million I, bucks. I can shout. You I'm can shout. <laughs> hang on a second. <laughs> I think I know what the issue is. It's low budget. Is that any better? Paul is quiet. Barely hear Paul. That gum. I got you pegged. It could be could be deaf jokes too. There's a lot of comedians in the audience. I'm sure. <laughs> no, they're just all saying they can't hear you. Can y'all hear him now? Is it any better? Because I can hear him like he's sitting in the room with me. I don't know where it's getting lost in translation to the video. So 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 we'll 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 carry on with it, Paul. I I've got because this will go up as a podcast as well, and I'll keep trying to tinker with it here. I'm afraid I'm blowing their eardrums out with with me now. I've got her pretty well cranked up but uh but you guys are absolutely way better they're saying that's better good now okay we're good we're good they can hear it thank y'all for uh thank y'all for helping me y'all are my producers this is very low budget obviously uh so so paul's talking about everything um just leading up to this that, that it is a tough time right it is a very tough time and i know you guys face a difficult task right and selling sponsorships and starting this thing from the ground up. And I've talked to you a little bit about this a couple times, and, and I know you've been on other shows, um, I, I, you know, talking about the details of the thing. And, but you guys announced your first group of anglers. And, uh, but now I was on the website. Now, you haven't answered any, uh, excuse me, you haven't announced any sponsors yet. Are we, do we have some official sponsors? Um, when you say that we have some official sponsors under contract, I'm, I'm going to be blunt and just say no. Okay. Um, we have, we have a lot of discussions. We had a lot of discussions slated for ICAST. Okay. Um, you know, with ICAST being canceled, some of those, uh, conversations are being, uh, rescheduled around certain dates and whatnot. We have not, uh, we have not gone out and solicited a lot of the typical endemic, uh, type sponsorships. Uh, that most would uh, 
most would expect. Now, we, we have had uh, calls, requests for calls, things of that nature from various uh, boat, motor, uh, tackle, you know, companies out there. We're not, um, you know, we would be appreciative for all of it, but we are not uh, proactively chasing a lot of that right this second. We're getting the getting the angler situated, getting uh, the, the format, if you say, uh, related to live streaming, uh, television, things of that nature, uh, situated, and then we're going to sit down with some folks uh, and make sure that we are giving uh, actual numbers in relation to return on investment and things of that nature for these sponsors who have expectations. Awesome. I, I, like, I like that because... You know, that's obviously something I have talked about on here a lot. A lot of numbers do tend to get inflated, <laughs> and and marketing is all about numbers. And sometimes you uh, you can you can get sold a bill of goods. <laughs> I think some people have in the past with things, and and so I respect that man. And I'll tell you what, and I talk about this a lot on here too. The fishing market is is so difficult, and it is a very small pie. And I think you guys are very smart for trying to get outside of that box to sell sponsorships um, for, for what you're doing. I, I think that's, you know, I know that my best sponsors are all non-endemics. You know, every, every one of them. And, and it's just, that, that's just an untapped market for the most part. Well, a big part of our goal is to, is to support the industry and grow the industry. Um, we had a lot of folks discussing you know, oversaturation. We were on a couple of podcasts and I kept hearing, you know, well, there's just not enough room. You're just going to kill the market. You're just going to take away. We're not trying to take away from anything. We, we, you know, the, the base format and we've talked loosely about numbers. I don't remember the exact number Gary Mason quoted as far as college and high school anglers, but I, I want to say it was somewhere around 40,000 uh, currently. And to have that many anglers, you know, if you divide that in four graduating every year, ready to come out looking for a job and you only got about 500 spots for them to fish in the current organizations the way that they're scared there's plenty of room for everybody so let's grow this let's grow this deal let's let's make it good and let's uh get some of these other non-endemic spending money in the fishing industry and help support the industry as a whole right well and i and i've said that you know we're selling because this is something that i've i've argued on the bpt side Especially because they're like, well, we got the high school and we do this and we do this. But at the end of the day, you've only got 80 spots in that no entry fee, you know, the thing that they're, they're selling there. And like you're saying, that there are a lot of people out there that want to fish. A lot of people out there that want to fish. And I think that's evident by, you know, like what Kay Donaldson's done this week. The, the Alabama Bass Trail Top 100 is sold out. You know, they got some... Got some uh, Daggum, you know, pros fishing it, a lot of Alabama hammers too. And people want to fish for big money, and you guys are going to put it out there. So, so tell me a little bit about you got $5,000 entry fee, and these are three day events, correct? Uh, I'm sorry, you broke up just a, just a bit there. These are uh, what? So, these are $5,000 entry fee events yes, and three day events, correct? Yes, sir. And the then. Whole field. The whole field fishes all three days. All three cool. days, so everybody's going to get to uh, everybody's going to get a chance. And then uh, now, I did notice. Now, are you you guys still you making them sign a two year contract? Uh, yes, two year contract option to sign for a third with no requalification. Okay, and and what was the you know what was the idea behind that on the contract side? Just to kind of the, the- the principal basis for that contract is to ensure those non-endemics 
that 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 we've got some time to to get them their return on investment. That it's not just a you know it's not a pilot uh, per se or anything of that okay. nature in in relation to those companies spending their sponsorship dollars. What, so by that you're just saying you know we're in this. It's not just a it's not just an idea. This is a this is a long term plan we're putting together to make this a household name. Yes, I, I I like it. So how many anglers are we up to now? Uh, well, we've got a we've got more than a full field solicited. The most difficult task for us is going through and and selecting the anglers themselves. Uh, under contract, we're we're over two thirds full. I don't know the exact number as of today. What we're announcing today will be, um, uh, and don't don't misquote me if I'm wrong. This is this is Brad's wheelhouse, but I believe it's 52 as of announced today. 52 um, anglers, and are you and guys the, going out and seeking these guys out, or are these guys seeking you out? How has how the process been so far? As far far as picking your field, because. Everybody knows, like a lot of a lot of guys are either wrapped up on FLW right now, wrapped up in the Elite Series, or wrapped up in BPT. So, so how how is this process going for you guys? Well, we we, we get a lot of solicitations. Um, we we got a lot of solicitations on the initial uh, request, folks that sent in applications, and uh, and uh, bi- uh, bios, various things, essentially resumes. Um, we have had a lot of folks call and ask from other organizations, um, and you know we're not proactively seeking that route. We're not we're not chasing a lot of guys who are wrapped up in other, but we are being cognizant that that folks uh, after this year may want to change something. They may want to do something different, and and we're all inclusive. If we can schedule around every other organization out there, we'll 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 let other guys fish our schedule. Um, you know, you mentioned the contracts. Um, we do have a contract. If, if we, we have all three of uh, uh, us as owners have said, if we have a guy that uh, is fishing our league and fishing the opens and he qualifies for the elites and he can't make both work, we will not pin him to a contract. Okay. We will, we will not take his opportunity away. Um, you know, our, our goal is to, to give these anglers an opportunity to make enough funds to go fish for a living. You know how difficult that is. In, yeah, in, absolutely. In today's in today's market. So, so the plan is 125 boats with this five thousand dollar inch fee, and I saw you're gonna try to pay fifty places. Is that the that's the deal? Uh, forty to forty fourth, forty fourth nine grand. Forty fourth place nine grand. Out, okay, is what we've listed out now. Now, as we do uh, add sponsorship dollars in, um, as that pot continues to. To grow the transparency that will be there when we're out selling for sponsorships, it's for payback, it's for infrastructure, it's not for uh, you know mansions on the hill. And I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to make a comment that can get taken out of context. Like oh, I understand. Yeah. Other organizations, but Al, Brad, and myself have all three made a commitment to put back into the organization for the anglers. Um, and then you know, kind of uh, for, for for lack of a polished terminology, ours will come later. Um, you know, we, okay. we are not, we are not, if, if, if we get a windfall with sponsorship, we will go to the anglers and say, all right, guys, do you want X amount more camera boats or do you want more payback? I think, you know what they'll pick, but, uh, oh, yeah. we're going to, 
we're going to have transparent discussions with our angler field about uh, such items. So you just mentioned something there on the uh, on the on the camera boat side. How many cameras are you planning for? Because I saw you're going to have a live commentator. You have live weigh-ins, but uh, will this be something that's online? Are you guys shooting for TV? And how many cameras, like right now, what are, what's the uh, initial plan? Because, you know, look, you're, you're talking about anglers will pick more of a payout than camera guys, and, and overall they will. But to me, and, and you, you guys know me, I'm a, I'm a marketing dude, and I, I kind of live in that world. I think more cameras is more better <laughs> sometimes too, because I mean, you have a job as a professional angler other than catching fish. You need to do it on camera sometimes. So what's the, what's the initial plan there? We, 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 we have, we have a, uh, uh, media partner, um, who can, who can field anywhere from, uh, 15 to 30, uh, at, at the drop of a hat. We're probably looking at starting in that 15 range. Uh, don't quote me on that, but it will be somewhere in that ballpark um, range. The logistics of getting people boat to boat, things of that nature, and, and having all three days uh, allows us to kind of spread the wealth related to uh, cameras and whatnot. But uh, I think we've got a real receptive angler body that if we go to them and say, hey, here's the exposure that we can add for guys uh, based on adding three or four more cameras here at a time, uh, our, our anglers have been very receptive to everything that we brought to them and said, hey, this is y'all's choice, guys. I have a feeling we'll get a, a, a huge contingency that comes out and says, you know, we do want more marketing, more funding for what we're doing because they get it. Um, that, yeah, that's that's key, man. That is that is what so many anglers, I feel like, especially young anglers, do not understand about the sport because we do see the big payouts and you see, you know, things like that. But man there's so much more to it and you, and you you know you you've you've lived in this industry you know how that is and so it's definitely important on the media side of it and uh a lot of people coming in saying luke duncan the mc for the the national professional fishing league hey, guys listen they haven't they haven't offered me a contract yet i'm seeing it a lot in the comments here paul uh you know most tournament organizations don't want to touch me with a 10-foot pole guys so don't don't back paul into a corner <laughs> Look, I do not have to check with Brad and Al uh, when I say you you are welcome. You you are welcome to participate any given time if you want to. When it comes to the when it comes to the contract side, I know how valuable you are and how much you're worth. It uh, you know it just it just depends on cash flow at that point. Shoot, man, can. listen, I, I'm 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 in for just a damn bologna sandwich and a sweet tea most of the time. <laughs> we don't uh, even need a well, contract we, for that. <laughs> we, 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 will, we will be eating the same thing and carrying the same thing. So I'll, uh, I'll just I'll ask the missus to pack, pack double. Pa yeah, pack two. So uh, question coming in from Jody Shelton. Jody says, Marshalls or co-anglers? What's the plan on that right now? Uh, Marshalls. Marshalls. Okay. We, Heck yeah, man. We, 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 we have nothing against co-anglers. We understand co-angler organizations. Um, we've talked about getting outside the box. Uh, I don't know if I'm stepping too far out here, but you're going like, to get in trouble. <laughs> or, organize. Yeah, I'm, I'm good at getting in trouble, but organizing some potential, uh, you know, uh, ancillary team event type. Yeah. Deals that would yeah. be a lot of, that, that would be a lot of fun. We've, we've discussed everything. So essentially we sat down and said, okay, this is what, this is what we're built on. And this is what we're based on. Uh, to date, it does not incorporate co-anglers at this level, but we, we feel like if uh, there's an opportunity to create 
a a builder system or feeder system that supports co-anglers, we would support that 100%. Um, I've told folks for a long time, if you want to be a professional angler, I get a lot of questions in my day-to-day role uh, at Cashin about a lot of high school guys, college guys, I want to be a pro angler. What does it take? What does it take? What does it take? I tell them, look, the easiest easiest thing you can do is just find a way to, to rat hole 300,000, 100,000 a year. <laughs> yeah. And and that way you're not fishing for a check. But I would start at the opens. I would not go anywhere other than the opens. And I would go as a co-angler. I don't care if you're fishing from the front of the boat for BFLs. I don't care if you if you want to coast on the home pond or whatever. That's all well and good. You will learn more faster from the opens fishing from the back of the boat and have faster success uh, fishing that organization from the back of the boat to take the having the maturity to to say I need to sit back and watch and learn goes a long way, uh, you know, for for longevity. And, and I would say the same for for the Marshall programs with all these organizations too, man. I, I think that's. Uh... I think that's a good thing, too. And I was a co-angler, right? I mean, I, I co-angler on FLW Tour. I enjoyed the heck out of it. It was a great learning experience for me uh, and a great time. I mean, it, and I, I totally agree with you. I tell people the same thing on the Bassmaster Opens. You know, as far as a co-angler, like the BFLs, I'm like, eh, you know, I don't know. Um, if you're just starting out, yes, just starting out fishing, tournament fishing, though, that's a good landing spot for you, too. But, man, that Bassmaster Open – schedule you get to see a lot of different lakes with a lot of guys that are trying to step up to that that top level and, and uh, i agree with you on that 100 percent. so I, I got a question in here jacob james is it five fish yes it is five fish i think i can speak for paul on that one it is definitely five fish um and the the weigh-ins guys are really cool I was reading about this uh actually when they first made their announcements but the weigh-ins are going to be drive-through weigh-ins so you, you get to bring your truck and boat through and that is a very, very big deal, um, very big deal for sponsors. So I think that's a that's a cool deal. And I'll tell you another thing, Paul, that I read that I really like, and, and we got a question about this, so I can address this too. Two spring tournaments, two summer events, and two fall events. And I am all for the spread out schedule and showcasing anglers and showcasing techniques during three different seasons of the year. I love that. Absolutely love that. Well, we think it gives an opportunity for a lot of the guys who, who may not have enough uh, vacation time. Uh, you know, we don't want these guys sacrificing family time unless unless they have to. You, look, you've seen firsthand and you know, and I don't think as an industry we do a great job of showing the sacrifices that Elite Series guys, BPT Series guys. Uh, I was in Jake with Jamie Hartman Friday, uh, Jamie Hartman left Arkansas on Wednesday. He will not get back to his house for three and a half months. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, um, so we we you know we are trying to create an organization where these guys can go on the road for a week. We're gonna we're gonna try to maintain thirty days uh, between the between the the close events. So essentially thirty days between the spring events, thirty days between the summer, thirty days between the fall. Without knowing everybody's schedule out there, we can't. Uh, you know, we can't make any guarantees on that. But when we sit down to schedule these deals, that's the kind of mindset that we have. What's what? What, what is the best uh, opportunity for the angler? Absolutely, I, I love that. And I, Rob Jordan coming in, one of my FLW counterparts from the last couple of years, uh, awesome guy on Lake Lanier. He said, "Amen" to a spread out schedule. And I'm right there with him because, like a guy like Rob is like me, he does other things in the fishing industry besides just fish tournaments and. 
It's nice. I tell you one thing about this quarantine that I've learned is I like being home more than I thought I did. <laughs> I've been gone so damn much the last few years. I'm like, what's it like being home for three months straight without going anywhere? Holy cow, man. Um, you and I both, sir. You it's, and I both. it's been crazy. So speaking of the on the schedule, when when will we see a schedule announcement? Everything that we've committed to uh, is fourth quarter of this year. Okay. Um, there's a lot of variables to that. You know, we're not uh, – we want to make sure that we're scheduling around everybody else, especially the critical stuff, the opens. We can schedule around the elites. That, that you know, that would be great for us. Uh, we've had a lot of folks from other organizations reach out and say, hey, you know, if you can schedule around – uh, around what I'm committed to now, I'd love to come fish your organization. And we're going to do everything in our power to do that. Um, as you well know, the, the weekends just run out. It's a little oh, bit easier yeah. to do. It's a little bit easier to do late late summer and in fall. Um, you know, this COVID, I think, will change uh, the fall season a little bit. As a, and as a manufacturer, I think that's awesome. You know, we we everybody in the fishing industry has a huge downturn from july to say october no in doubt. business and i think that that you know, we have to take COVID and look at, at the positives that have come of it but you know third and fourth quarter of this year should be great for a lot of companies absolutely so, looking forward to it i'm looking forward to the fall being uh you know having these major events this fall i'm man i'm pumped about that i love i'm a fall fishing nut i i've cut my teeth doing it and and I think it's really cool now on the national level, like especially with the Elite Series going to Chickamauga and, and freaking uh, Lake Fork. I think those are going to be really cool events to keep up with. I, I have a feeling that, that you might see a little bit more of that in the next few years after the success. I, of I think so. See. I think so, too. Which I'm, all, which I'm all for. I love it. So Michael Minnan coming in. Michael, sorry if I butchered your last name, but Michael coming in asking, are, do you guys plan on going out west at any point? We are. We have we have said that, that one of our biggest commitments is bridging the gap. Um, you know, I had a had a pretty in depth conversation with Jamie Hartman about that. Uh, you know, where he was just giving his two cents on it and the cost of travel, the cost of practice, and we get that. There, let me tell you, there is a sack full of hammers between Arizona and California yeah. and, and and Nevada that that you know these guys are chomping at the bit to fish. We signed some California guys. Uh, Chase Colby's one of them that I know off the top of my head. I'm still learning, learning all the guys and where they're from and everything. But we've got some California guys already signed up, and they're willing, they're willing to come this way for five tournaments because we're willing to go that way for one. We will not be uh, out west year one as of right now, um, but we are. That in turn uh, means we're going out west year two. So how it, how it breaks down is if you go from Lacrosse to say. Uh, uh, Ray Roberts, somewhere over in that way, Dallas, Fort Worth area, over to, um, you know, you can pick Gunnersville, maybe, maybe as far as Hartwell and draw a triangle. We'll be four in the triangle, two outside of the triangle. So okay. you're going to have some, you're going to have some Florida lakes, you're going to have some Northeast lakes, but you will have, uh, you will have tournaments out west. Um, you know, that's that's something that we we are committed to and and showing the talent that's out there that that you uh what is it the u.s open oh yeah one of the greatest tournaments yeah it's amazing event yeah Yeah. absolutely amazing event uh we're all for what so speaking of your of your guys and i know you got some announcements you want to make but i want to i want to ask you this how because for years we we've seen this 
this daggum, uh, you know, battle between Bass and it was Bass and FLW for years. And it's, hey, Bass is at the top. Hey, FLW's at the top. We got the best angler. Everybody's got the best anglers in the world. You know, best anglers in the world, best anglers in the world. BPT, best anglers in the world. Where were you guys? Because uh, there are going to be a lot of these guys that, that the common fan base doesn't know yet. Correct. I mean, I think that's fair in saying, and that's not taking a shot at anybody because I know a lot of your guys that you got, and they're absolute killers <laughs> on the water. They're stone cold killers. But where where will you guys stand? You think year one? Like where are you selling this as? Because I think that it that in our sport, and and you will agree, you're an industry guy just like me. That is where some of the confusion lies with non non endemic sponsors sometimes is what is pro fishing, right? Because we have so many guys who post on their Instagram, yeah, I'm a professional fisherman, and they may fish BFLs. And then you got a guy that fishes the coasters, and he's a professional fisherman. And then you got an elite series guy that is actually, and for me, a guy making a living as a professional angler through marketing, through tournaments, what have you, is a, is a true professional, right? I think you would agree with that. So where where do you guys stack up, do you believe, in year one? Well, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm gonna go back a year, year and a half. Uh, We can look at the 18 uh, rookie anglers of the year from the Elite Series last year. I can name guys like Lee Livesey, Greg De Palma, Rob Dye, uh, Harvey Horn. You know, I remember uh, whether it was I think it was last spring when I heard a lot. Who are these guys? Who are these? Oh yeah, of course. Who are these? You know, I, I don't believe any of it. You know, you just talked about Rob Jordan. I promise you. There are people who fear guys like Rob Jordan. Uh, you know, they, they don't want him coming to the Elite Series with the available time and, and, and the available funds to spend the time on the water. We've organized what we consider to be professional uh, folks to represent our brand, represent our market, represent our organization. Um, and we continue to do so day in and day out. Uh, the, 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 the fishing, as you well know, it, it's, it's on them you know, to put the time in the water. There's no substitute for time on the water. That, that you, you go to any BPT, Elite, FLW Tour, any of the organizations and go to the, the top-tier guys and say, you know, what, 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 what makes it? You know, it's time on the water, time vested. So these guys will have to put in the time in the water and the work on the lakes, you know, as we, uh, as we announce the schedule and things to, to make their way. But I, I don't think anybody will be disappointed with their ability on the water and their ability off the water to represent our industry as a whole, as a professional, which I think is key because we have a very, uh, we set the bar pretty high when it comes to, to sports industries, as far as what we require for, for people to be professionals in what we do day in and day out. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Well, and I, and, and look, I, a lot of people said that about the elite series, you know, last year um because we did see a lot of guys that supposedly weren't household names even though most fishermen come from like a regional situation where they kick everybody's butt and take names right and and us that keep up in depth with the industry know these guys uh way before they get to that national scene so um yeah i I think that i think it's going to be interesting to see what shakes out and and uh and i think you guys going to great lakes the guys if if they catch them uh, and like you said, you hope you hope, and and I feel like with the group that you've picked, and and uh, and the ones we're going to get to hear about tonight, you know, as long as they represent you guys, as long as they represent themselves and represent the sport well, you know, we got something else to follow. 
as fans of the sport, and I, I think that uh, I think that's a good thing. Definitely. So, well, well, uh, one question. We'll, we'll, put, we'll, we'll put on a good show either way. Well, all right. So I've got. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay, Ron. Ron Hinchcliffe coming in, my man Ron. He's always uh, he's a low lifer as we call him here on LBL. He says, "Do you have any anglers who will jump into the spotlight like the Johnson brothers have from Canada and BASS? Anybody jumps out to you right now, Paul, on your list?" Um, you know that puts me in a really, really <laughs> tough. I love tough, a loaded question, man. <laughs> tough, tough, tough position to put out there, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I've got a couple names on the list tonight that I know their abilities. I know where they come from. Uh, some that we have announced before. Uh, you know, we've, we've got our uh, personal friend of mine, and he's local to us, our own John Cox, the other John Cox. Okay. Uh, the original John Cox, as he likes to say. Uh, you know, you cut him loose with practice time and everything, he's he's going to catch fish. Chase Colby from uh, California. Um, I mean, it's really tough to go through the list and, and – you know, put you in out, an awkward spot. You can't pick favorite. Pick, pick out, <laughs> pick, pick out. What? Well, I've got you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I have favorites, and and they're all my favorites. It's tough, it's tough not to respect any of these guys for laying it, uh, laying it all out there the way that they are. Um, Taking a chance know, on a new deal, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, these guys, these guys are are the real deal in the sense that you know, hey, they're. They're trusting us as much as we're trusting them to do what they need to do and, and put in the time. Um, I've watched, uh, you know, the regional tournaments, whether it be big coasters, opens that, you know, of that nature. And, and these guys can catch them. Um, we have a lot of guys who, I hate to use the term, were great fishermen, but for whatever reason, life, as you know it, you have kids, you have a job. Things you change, have things yeah. That, that, that change. We have a lot of guys who were very, very accomplished. I'm going to talk about one of them tonight. Very accomplished anglers with a lot of experience who uh, work grew, family grew, things of that nature. And they made the tough decision to give up their dream and focus on family, focus on uh, their their company that they may own, run, have wanted to start at at a time. And they took that time and invested in their family, did what they had to do, and kids are grown up kids are graduated from high school we have a lot of guys that uh have been high school captains four or five years haven't done any fishing other than coaching you know kids uh their kids and those guys are hungry like they've been waiting to, they've been waiting to get back into it for five years kids are graduated whether it be high school or college they're coming they're coming out here hungry so i would imagine to watch for a lot of those guys oh, they were still on sure. the, they were they were still on the water putting it together it just wasn't for 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 their resume as much as their kids absolutely well all right let's i won't do a drum roll just because i'm afraid i'll mess up my audio because it's our it's already low budget enough but let's hear it all right let's 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 hear some names paul's got right. some some new guys here and uh tonight, here we go tonight, tonight we're gonna announce william fletcher uh who happens to be out of dallas georgia chris canute south carolina matthew looney david bolkins billy klein out of texas John Polisini, Zach Ferrone, Vincent Melkis, Elijah Wooten, Stu Martell, Mark Collins, Paul Browning, Shane Cole, and Timothy Reams. Uh, they're the gents that we're announcing tonight. Um, they're going to be putting a lot of information out on their own pages tomorrow. 
as you hear us make these announcements, guys, please go uh, like, share, follow their personal pages uh, because we're encouraging these guys to put out the information there first, and then uh, we can share it from that to help grow their grant, help grow their brands as much as possible. Absolutely, and that's a that's a good thing that y'all are, you know, helping the uh, the individual angler, not just the organization. That uh, seems to be the kind of what you guys are rooted in. And, and as a as an angler myself, that's that's obviously a good thing. So um, so does that list that you just named there that gets us to fifty two, or you haven't announced yes. all fifty two yet? No, 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 no. That's that gets us that gets us up to uh, fifty two. That's to our fifty two and. Shooting for 125, and like you said, you've got the, uh, you, you've the, got you've got them all picked out, maybe, right? <laughs> well, I saw a question where somebody said, "Are we holding spot?" Uh, is the is the national yes, professional yes, I saw that one. Spot? Yeah, from Titleline for anglers. We're 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 all about transparency. Um, I will not say that we're holding spots. We have enough applications to to fulfill a field. We have uh, we have some tentative uh commitments from some folks who are partnered with other organizations that we're not we're not in a position to just flatline fulfill we could we could grab everybody fill the field be done with it and and go up the road but we want to make sure we're really putting people who are invested in the brand we've told some younger folks no we've just said look it's 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 take take the time to understand um you know you have young kids you you know you, you finances being what they are we don't want to create a, a high-stress situation for somebody that, unless we can ensure their success. That, that's a tough conversation to have with people. Very we tough. Hope that they, we hope that they come back to us, but, but you know, transparency being what it is, we, are not, we, we do not have a slated amount of spots where we've said we're holding us for this person, this person, or this person. There's a lot of folks that COVID has hit hard where uh, they had a contract. They, they have said, I'm signing a contract. And then some of their non-endemic sponsors pulled out on them. We have we have given some of those folks timelines and dates to which we have to work with, but to where we've said, hey, you know, uh, put put together what you can put together in the next three weeks, four weeks, whatever whatever that date might be. But uh, I would anticipate on on seeing a full field uh, sometime in that in that October range. We're not okay. You know, it's, it's not something that we have to we have to do do immediately to make it happen but i think i'm being a little conservative when i say that but at the same time we want to give these people uh every opportunity to to put it together and and make it work those first ones who came to us and and you know got invites you know because because what we're announcing right now is is not an invite it's actually a uh you know signed contract i got you guys are committed so they're in for two years at least with an option yes. to year three. Now, what will the requalification process look like? Uh, I will let you know probably next spring. Okay. All just, right. Just, just, just in the line of just in the line of prioritization, we just we haven't we haven't uh, we haven't decided that as of yet. And okay. that's part of the pro- that's part of the process by which we're going to involve the anglers as well. I got you. I got you. Uh, well, look, Paul, I, dude, I'm, I'm proud that we got you on. And, and uh, any of you guys have any questions for Paul, pop them up here and, and, uh, and let him know what you think about it. I, I'm hella bass coming in. What's up, Rich? We talking NFPBL. We are. We are talking that with, with Mr. Paul Benson, who's also with Cash and Rods. 
Big shout out to Paul. He's an industry vet, such as myself. And has, and has an, an amazing beard, I might add. Uh, he, he, uh, he's uh, a bearded uh, brother of mine. Uh, I'm a young buck, sir. I'm a young buck. <laughs> I'm, I'm a newbie in this. It's, it's only been about four or five years that I've been doing it. Hey, that makes you a vet. Uh, the, the, the fishing. Uh, you know, I'll say our industry is an awesome one. If I, can, if I can rant or ramble just for a minute. It's, it's a very small industry, but we look out for each other. Um, you know, last night uh, I, I was I drove up to Memphis, spent the night with I'm sure you know Valerie Dixon and her husband Gaspo. Yeah. Um, and you know Valerie works for works for essentially a competitor now, um, but but we we don't compete. You know, we we help each other out. We partner with each other. It's such a small tight knit industry that I'm proud to be a part of. And and you know for the most part our industry runs a runs a clean house and we hold each other accountable. And and I'm very proud to be in the fishing industry because it's it's booming across the across the line for for most everybody yeah it's a it's a you know with all all the drama that can happen at sometimes you know sometimes in this industry it is an amazing amazing place to uh be lucky enough to make a living in and to work in and get to know folks such as yourself and and hell we've even got a comment in here about fat cat newton so i mean i would have never known fat cat had it not been well, for the fishing industry. And they're saying he needs to MC the events, and he'd probably do it for two bologna sandwiches. I offered to fat, do it for one. You're going to have to get your wife to make two for Fat Cat. Yeah. Fat Cat's, fat cat's just like a brother. Um, I was real fortunate <laughs> the coming into the industry. I got, got to meet him, and, and he's awesome. Uh, got lots of great guys on my casting team, Jeremiah Eads. Just tons of great people who do an awesome job. Uh, counterparts of yours, you know, Brian Stockle and the guys at Ike Live. Oh, yeah. Straight cast, Pat Renwick. Just just an awesome industry that we're blessed to work in, and I appreciate them all. Hey, no doubt. One more question coming in, Paul. It, uh, are you guys going to follow the spawn? And I think I know the answer to this, Jacob. I don't <laughs> I don't feel like they're going to follow the spawn at all because they got two fall events, two summer events. Uh, I, I own a jet ski. I own a jet ski for uh, the the local lakes around me just to keep people from bed fishing. <laughs> I put on I put on my put on my tiger stripe thong and I go around <laughs> and I just I just tear up the banks and leave the fish alone. No, wait a and second. Stuff. You said no. you you lost me at tiger stripe thong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If I can keep people from bed, and I'm just I'm making a little bit of jest of it, but no, we will not be following the spawn. Awesome. I, I like that. Fat Cat Newton coming in better late than never. Uh, he said, ask Paul about proper armadillo control. <laughs> Negative. There is a there is a very condemning uh, Facebook uh, video out there somewhere. You can go find it. Uh, you know. I it, saw it, one of you and Fat Cat last week that I text Fat Cat about that I said was the greatest thing that's happened <laughs> in the sport of bass fishing in a long time. And if you folks, you need to go look it up. It's on Fat Cats. I think it might be on the Cash and Rods page as well. I can't remember if it made it to the Cash and page or not. But I know I saw it on Fat Cats, and my heart will go on. That's all, that's all I'll say, guys. <laughs> Love that, dude. It's something special. Just, uh, just know when, you're in the, when, we, when we saddle up in the boat, you know, you could be next. <laughs> See, I think that's why I've been avoiding any invite to go fishing with you, Paul. I saw that video. But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. Whatever. We, we, we can do whatever. Well, yeah. Paul, man, I really appreciate you coming on and, uh, and, and announcing those anglers and, and uh, taking a chance on LBL to come on here and, and talk to these low-lifers about it. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again this fall whenever things are rocking and rolling. Oh, wait, this is a good question. Just before I say goodbye, nets or no nets during the tourneys? 
Nets or no uh, nets? Oh, oh, I, I just, I just heard the question. There was a little bit of a delay there. Uh, no, no nets. No nets. Okay. Flip them. Flip them. Flip them. Boat flip everything. Yeah. Boat yeah. flip. Flip them. Flip them on your cash and rod with straight braid. I like it. Well, Paul, I really uh, appreciate it, dude. Uh, I hope you guys are are taking care and uh, and staying safe and all this craziness. And uh, I'll talk to you very soon, man. Thank you. We appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing in the industry. Let us know if we can help you in any way. All Thank right. You, Thank you, Paul. All right, guys. Paul Benson with the National Professional Fishing League. Uh, the only problem I have with Paul is that if you, when you see the video, he just likes Fat Cat a little bit too much. A little bit too much. But... Uh, you know, like I said, I've been trying to get connected with those guys, and they've been trying to get connected with me. And and normally, and y'all know this, that that watch the show and listen to the show a lot, uh, that I, I'm a little scatterbrained. <laughs> I'm a little scatterbrained. And normally, I really don't have a set plan for the show until a day or so before, and then I then I get somebody on um, last minute. So, uh, and then sometimes I do have a plan. So you never know. But uh, it's 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 good to see people that have a plan and they certainly do you know I, my one concern about what they have going is just just the timing it's such a hard time right now and i wish those guys luck and and getting that off the ground and and hope that uh hope that it that turns out just like they want it to you know for sure thank you ron absolute home run coming in mad reviews i like no nets it adds drama when an angler is fighting a fish yeah you know i'll be honest fishing the tour with marshals we had to net our own fish and i think i would have rather tried to grab a hold of them instead of net it was just awkward trying to net one by yourself um let's see here not all mlf guys will want to eat crow and go back to bass yeah they they could get some mlf guys we'll see it's another landing spot you know, my thing is I like that spread out schedule. We'll see how it shakes loose. You know, I'm excited to hear some sponsor announcements from those guys. And Paul's a sharp dude, and so is Al. I don't know Brad, their other partner. I don't know Brad, but I know Al, and I know I know Mr. Paul, and uh, I really appreciate him coming on. I appreciate each and every one of you that listen to this every week, that watch this. I have a lot of fun doing this, and, uh, you know, I, I respect and appreciate every single one of you taking time to comment on videos to send me dms to email and i I just man i I really uh really really appreciate it uh so much big news so boats and pros carl jacobson edition is finished got to watch it last night and i'm gonna try to drop that this week absolutely gonna try to drop it this week my only hesitation with dropping it this week is you got BPT and the Elite Series going on. Lots of things going on. Do you think I should drop Boats and Pros this week? Let me know in the comments before we get off here tonight. Darkness is spreading. Could Darian compete in the National Professional Fishing? No, he couldn't. He can barely compete in the not national and not professional fishing league by against himself. He can barely compete. I think I may want out of, uh, I think the, I'm reading comments here. Hope to see some new lakes on this tour. Yeah, that would be cool. I I do get frustrated by the same loop of lakes a lot um, going on all the time. But uh, guys, I I can't tell you, like I said, here we go. Hell yes, you should drop the new episode. Yeah, we've got, I've got it. I've got it ready. 
Mr. Tanner Lyons busted his butt on it, and I watched it last night, and it's good. I, I rarely, I don't, I'm, I'm not conceited. I don't like bragging on myself in any kind of way or anything I'm a part of. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, you know, pick myself apart, honestly, on a lot of things. But uh, it, it, it's a lot of fun. It was a good episode. I've watched it twice now. It's, it's long. It's like 42 minutes long. But it's funny. Carl's story is amazing. And I really hope you guys are going are gonna to enjoy it. Drop it tonight. And I'll probably drop it later in the week. Boats and pros is greater than MLF. Uh, you know, I think that uh, I think you guys will enjoy it very, very much. So, um, working on the next one, getting it getting it scheduled out. I really appreciate y'all. We'll 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 drop it probably be around Thursday. That's what I'm looking at. Probably be Thursday. Might even do a premiere and watch it with you guys on here. Darian can't catch fish, so he has to use clickbait titles. Darian's getting beat up on some clickbait titles. I know that. I know that. He is uh, he's killing it on here, though. Make sure, and I know all you guys, if you're commenting, you're subscribed, but make sure you subscribe. Almost to 9,000. And and for me, about this time last year, having about 400, you know, that's a big deal to me. So I, I really, really appreciate it um, very much so. I'm going to take y'all out tonight because we've been rocking and rolling for, for longer than I even thought we would tonight. Paul was great, and I was really enjoying the conversation. We're going to take y'all out with a little bit of Biloxi Blues. Remember to always hug your mama. Now, I appreciate y'all sticking in here tonight, hanging out, and I will see y'all later this week for some Boats and Pros. Thank y'all. make it last. Spanish Moss, a Civil War ghost Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway, it does not know my name And I don't care, no, I don't care And I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there You'd think with four of us spread out on a tiny island That the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been Whitetails can be damn tricky Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.